Welcome back to Time with God, a podcast put on by Trinity Lutheran Church in Bangor, Michigan. Happy Friday, February 21st, 2020. We continue our walkthrough of Scripture today, looking at Genesis chapter 28 and 29. As always, stick through the reading of the Scripture. Uh, There will be some commentary after the Scripture is read. Um, looking at how this deals with uh, us today in the 21st century um, and also how it um, it fits in with the rest of Scripture as a whole. Genesis chapter 28. So Isaac called Jacob, blessed him, and commanded him, You shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. Get up, go to Padan Aram, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father. Take a wife from there, from the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you, so that you may become a community of peoples. May he give you and your descendants along with you the blessing he gave to Abraham, so that you may inherit the land where you have been living as an alien, the land God gave to Abraham. So Isaac sent Jacob away. He went to Padan Aram, to Laban, the son of Bethuel, the Aramean. Laban was the brother of Rebekah, who was the mother of Jacob and Esau. Esau observed that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Padan Aram to take a wife from there, and that as he had blessed him, he had commanded him, You shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. When he saw that Jacob had obeyed his father and his mother had gone to Padan Aram, Esau realized that the daughters of Canaan did not please Isaac, his father. So Esau went to Ishmael, and he took Mahalath, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, the sister of Nebaioth, to be his wife, in addition to the wives he already had. Jacob set out from Beersheba and traveled toward Haran. He came to a certain place and decided to spend the night there, because the sun had set. He took one of the stones from that place, put it under his head, and lay down to sleep in that place. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway set up on the earth with its top reaching to heaven. There were angels of God descending and, or angels of God ascending and descending on it. There at the top stood the Lord who said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. The land on which you are lying, I give to you and your descendants. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth. And you will spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. In you and in your seed all the families of the earth will be blessed. Now I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go. And I will bring you back into this land. Indeed, I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised to you. Jacob woke up from his sleep and said, Certainly the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. He was afraid, and he said, How awesome and How awe-inspiring is this place. This is nothing other than the house of God, and this is the gate to heaven. Jacob got up early in the morning. He took the stone that he had put under his head and set it up as a sacred memorial stone and poured oil on top of it. He named the place Bethel. Before this, the name of the city had been Luz. Jacob took a vow. If God will be with me to keep me safe on this journey, I am making, and if he gives me food to eat and clothing to put on, 
and I come back to my father's house in safety. The Lord will be my God, and this stone that I have set up as a memorial stone will be God's house, and I will certainly give you a tenth of everything you give me. Chapter 29. Then Jacob continued on his journey and came to the land of the people of the east. He looked around and noticed a well in the field, and he saw three flocks of sheep lying there beside it. That well was used to water the flocks. There was a large stone over the mouth of the well. All the flocks would gather there, then the shepherds would roll the stone away from the mouth of the well and water the sheep. Then they would put the stone back in its place over the mouth of the well. Jacob said to the men waiting there, My brothers, where are you from? They said, We are from Haran. He said to them, Do you know Laban, the grandson of Nahor? They said, We know him. He said to them, Is he doing well? They said, He is. Look, there is his daughter Rachel coming with the sheep. He said, Look, it is still the middle of the day. It is not time to gather the livestock together. Water the sheep and go pasture them. They said, we cannot until all the flocks are gathered together and they roll the stone from the mouth of the well. Then we water the sheep. While he was still speaking with them, Rachel arrived with her father's sheep because she took care of them. When Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, Jacob went up, rolled the stone away from the mouth of the well, and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. Jacob kissed Rachel and wept loudly. Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's relative and that he was Rebekah's son. She ran and told her father. When Laban heard the news about Jacob, his sister's son, he ran to meet Jacob. He embraced him and kissed him and brought him to his house. Jacob repeated all these things to Laban. Laban said to him, Certainly you are my own flesh and blood. Jacob lived with him for a month. Then Laban said to Jacob, Because you are my relative, is that any reason you should serve me for nothing? Tell me, what shall your wages be? Laban had two daughters. The name of the older one was Leah, and the name of the younger one was Rachel. Leah had attractive eyes, but Rachel had a beautiful face and figure. Jacob loved Rachel. He said, I will serve you seven years for Rachel, your younger daughter. Laban said, it is better for me to give her to you than to give her to, an, to another man. Stay with me. Jacob served seven years for Rachel. They seemed to him like a few days because of the love he had for her. Jacob said to Laban, give me my wife for my time of service is finished so that I may go to her. Laban gathered all the local people and made a feast. When everything had arrived, he took Leah, his daughter, and brought her to Jacob, and Jacob went to her. Laban gave his maid Zilpah to his daughter Leah as her maid. When morning came, Jacob realized it was Leah. So Jacob said to Laban, What is this you have done to me? Didn't I serve you for Rachel? Why have you deceived me? Laban said, This is not the way we do it here. We do not give the younger before the firstborn. Fulfill the marriage week for this one and we will give you the other one too for seven more years of service. So that is what Jacob did. When he fulfilled the marriage week, Laban gave him Rachel, his daughter, as his wife. Laban gave his maid Bilhah to his daughter Rachel to be her maid. Jacob also went to Rachel. He loved Rachel more than Leah. 
He served Laban seven more years. The Lord saw that Leah was not loved and he allowed her to conceive, but Rachel had no children. Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a son, and she named him Reuben, because she had said, The Lord has looked at my misery, so now my husband will love me. She conceived again and gave birth to a son and said, Because the Lord has heard that I am hated, he has given me this son also. So she named him Simeon. She conceived again and gave birth to a son. She said, Now this time my husband will be attached to me, because I have given birth to three sons for him. That is why he was named Levi. She conceived again and gave birth to a son. She said, This time I will praise the Lord. So she named him Judah. Then she stopped having children. A lot happening here in, in chapters uh, 28 and, and 29. Um, just a, a, a ton of uh, a, a advancement in, in the narrative history that we have here uh, in the Old Testament. And so we see um, at the end of, of chapter uh, 27 which were the words that were read for yesterday, that Rebecca had told Isaac that she was tired of her life because of the daughters of Heth. Um, and, and so she wanted Jacob to take one of the daughters of, of someone else, of, 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 of a different um, family, essentially, essentially her own family. Um in order for this to, uh, so it wouldn't be a bother to her. And Isaac uh, obliges before Jacob goes to Laban and essentially flees and runs away to Laban. Jacob tells him as much. Uh, Esau overheard it, uh, overheard how much uh, the Canaanites would irk his dad. And so Esau went and basically did what would irk his dad, probably as kind of a little payback, so to speak. Then we hear about the kind of the journey of Jacob. And as we hear about the journey of Jacob, we hear about Jacob's dream, right? Where he had a dream in which he saw a stairway set up on earth uh, with its top reaching to heaven. There were angels of God ascending and descending on it, we're told. Um, and then we hear God give the blessing to Jacob. And it's that familiar blessing, right? It's the blessing that we heard him give to Abraham in chapter uh, 12 and other chapters. It's, it's the promise that we heard him give to Isaac, Um and now he gives this promise to, to Jacob as well. We he see in, in, uh, in verses um, uh, 14 where it says, In you and in your seed all the families of the earth will be blessed. Once again, 
it's important to focus on that specific promise. Yes, God gave him the promise that his descendants will be like uh, essentially the sand on the seashore and, and the stars in the sky. That you can't count them. You'll become great. You will be a great blessing. But here's that specific promise then again. In you and in your seed, all the families of the earth will be blessed. That means as I or you am sitting are sitting here today, we're blessed by the seed of Jacob. We are blessed by the seed of Isaac. We are blessed by the seed of Abraham now we've read. How are we blessed? The only way that we're blessed... By their seed. Is that the line of the Savior comes through their family. That salvation history is poured out through those specific families. So out of all of Abraham and Abraham's siblings, it was Abraham, the son of Terah, where the line of the Savior would go through. Abraham had more than just Isaac. But it was Isaac that the line of the Savior would flow through. Isaac, we, we know about Jacob and Esau. The line of the Savior would go through Jacob. And once again, another uh, a blessing to the younger as opposed to the older. Another fulfillment to that initial uh, blessing and promise that was given to Rebecca uh, a few chapters ago. But that's important to salvation history. The line of the Savior would flow through Jacob. So we have Terah, we have Abraham, we have Isaac, and now we have Jacob. Um, as far as, as the four most recent generations. We read in verse 17 that, uh, that Jacob was afraid. How awe-inspiring that must have been, right? Um, just to see that vision of, of angels ascending and descending the stairways there. Um, in, in Genesis Backing up a little bit in Genesis chapter 28, verse 10, um, kind of the start of this vision on his journey. What is this vision and how does Jesus help us understand it? When we look at, um, at two specific passages in the New Testament, uh, John 1, uh, verse 51, where it says, Then he... Uh, then he added, Amen, Amen, I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. And also in um, John 14, verse 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Those verses start to help us understand what exactly this vision was. And it ties in with that blessing, right? It ties in with that blessing. The line of the Savior would come through him. 
would come through Jacob, would come through Jacob's family. It's amazing to see as you look through the Old Testament history how God keeps that promise alive, the fulfillment of that promise alive, and protects the people that are carrying that promise. God protected Noah so that the promise of the Savior, the line of the Savior, would be preserved. So that salvation history would come to fulfillment. That's what we see over and over and over again as we walk through the Old Testament. Continuing on in, in chapter uh, 28, in verse 16, we see Jacob waking up from his sleep. He said, certainly the Lord is here. I was not aware of it. He was afraid and he said, how inspiring, awe-inspiring is this place. There's nothing other than the house of God. And this is the gate to heaven. He got up, named the place Bethel. Then we see him continue on his journey until he reaches the house of Laban. He goes there. He he meets Rebecca, or sorry, Rachel, uh, the daughter of 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 Laban. And and Scripture defines or or pictures. Rachel as really a, a a beautiful woman, and Jacob falls in love with Rachel. Finally, Laban and Jacob agree that uh, that that Jacob will work for seven years, and then he'll be able to be married to Rachel. But then what do you see? You you see Laban kind of be deceiving, right? Laban is 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 deceptive. He's getting this free work from Jacob, at least in his eyes. It's, it's, it's essentially free labor, right? His daughters are gonna get married anyway. So it's free labor. It's customary for the oldest to get married first, not the younger. And so Laban deceives Jacob. And Jacob marries Leah, the older sister first, the older daughter. How does that happen? Well, it's customary that they wore veils even on... Uh, the wedding night, and, and so it wasn't like this was um, something out of the ordinary that 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 uh, that Jacob wouldn't have necessarily been able to tell that it was Leah instead of Rachel. Of course, the next morning, Jacob is, to put it mildly, mad at Laban. And Laban explains it, his deception in that way. Um, obviously this wasn't the right thing to do. This was Laban lying to, uh, to Jacob, not following through on his word on the agreement that had been set up. But Laban says, I've got another agreement for you. Finish out this marriage week. 
and then take your uh, take my other daughter, Rachel, the younger sister. But in exchange for Rachel, I want seven more years of service. Seven more free years, essentially, to Laban. And he gets the best of both worlds. His, his children are married to someone, perhaps, that he trusts. And he gets 14 years of free labor out of it. In his mind, what could be better, right? It's interesting to note that at the end of, um, of, of chapter 29, uh, we start to hear of the sons of Jacob being born. Um, and at, at first, it's to, to Leah, right? Uh, God saw that Jacob loved Leah more, or loved Rachel more than he loved Leah. And so God kind of shut the womb of Rachel and allowed Leah to bear children. We read that at the very end of chapter 29. Um, the, the oldest son was named Reuben, a name that means essentially look, look a son. Um, which would have been a, a, a very appropriate name, right, uh, for, for Reuben, um, the firstborn, because she hadn't had any sons up to this point. But God opened up her womb, and now she was having a son. And then God uh, opened up her womb again. And and he gave her another son named Simeon. And Simeon is a is a Hebrew uh, word that means he heard. He God heard my pleas, my prayers, and he answered them. The thirdborn, I gave birth to th- I have given birth to three sons for him. That was why he was named Levi. Levi is a name like uh, that sounds like uh, a Hebrew word for joined to. He's joined with the other family. And finally, the last one, uh, the last um, son that we see, at least up to this point, at the end of chapter 29, uh, she conceived again and she named him Judah. And then it says then she stopped having children. Judah simply means praise. Praising God for the blessings uh, that, that have been given to her by him. All of this, Leah's hoping in the background, helps Jacob love her more. Uh, these these names uh, that are starting to roll off here as, as Jacob's sons uh, will become extremely important, as we'll see, uh, in, in the coming chapters and really in the history of the nation of Israel and the history of the Old Testament. Uh, we'll uh, point that out as, as we go along here. But if you know your Old Testament history, uh, what we see here are some of the names of the uh, nations or clans of of Israel, right? As they would be separated into the 12 tribes. 
Um, and and we see that here. These are very familiar names, at least the names up to this point. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah. That will play a, a large role um, in the rest of Scripture as we go along. That's all for today's episode of Time with God, a podcast put on by Trinity Lutheran Church in Bangor, Michigan. If you wish to learn more about Trinity Lutheran Church, I uh, certainly uh, invite you to visit our website, www.trinitybangor.org. There you will find information about our church, what we believe, and uh, various ways to contact us. Tomorrow's uh, edition, we'll be taking a look at uh, chapters 30 and 31. And there we see um, a continuation of the uh, of Jacob's family and how it uh, came about. We see uh, Jacob versus Laban as well. Um, at the end of chapter 30 and for the uh, good chunk of uh, chapter 31 as well. Certainly thank you for listening to the podcast today. Wish you God's blessings and pray that the Holy Spirit continue to strengthen us as we walk with him and, and grow in the knowledge of his truth that he has given to us through the work of the Holy Spirit and uh, through the through the revealed word of God that we have in the Holy Scriptures. God's blessings, and see you tomorrow.